and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. My name's David Tomlinson, and with me tonight, I've got a, a great cast on. I will give uh, the visitor uh, the, the pride of place, Scott McPike. How are you, Scott? Very well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to see you guys and, and come on, and we'll talk, we'll talk about our a really an intriguing night we saw last night in Prague. I think, oh, that's the only kind of way to describe it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'll go then go ladies before gentlemen. Shona, how are you? Yes, I'm very well. Thank God it's the weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we've got a lot to dissect on from last night. But look, a, a point for, away from home will do me fine. So I'll take that any day. Just need to win the next two and then we're, we're going to get through that group. So uh, let, let's see if we can see if there's any positives to take from last night, I doubt it. Okay, thanks. And not last but not least, Scott, how are you? I not bad at all, Davey. Not bad at all. It'll be an interesting chat tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go into first of all to get the Rangers statement out of the way about the the game at twenty four on the twenty fourth of December. Rangers are disappointed to have learned today our fixtures with Motherwell, originally scheduled scheduled for the tw- December the twenty third has been moved to Christmas Eve, December the 24th. The club fully appreciates the lengths our supporters travel for these matches and the sacrifices that are made in order to back their team at every opportunity. Sky Sports' movement of the match to Christmas Eve, a day where many supporters will have other plans and also where public transport is limited, feels unnecessary given the potential broadcast slots available to them on the Saturday. The club also learned of this fixture's change only an hour prior to its external announcement, which allowed no time for any dialogue or debate with either Sky Sports or the SPFL. Earlier this season, the club asked for our fixture with St Mirren on Sunday, October the 8th, to kick off later than 12 noon, given the team flew over five hours back from Cyprus on the Friday evening to allow for more preparation and recovery time. This request was denied. Sky Sports are a valued league partner and as club, we enjoy a strong working relationship with them. This decision, however, is extremely poor and shows lack of regard to our supporters. Um, Yeah, I think it's uh, Christmas Eve. Do, do we need to play in, in all these festive holidays, uh, Jonah? What are you? What do you? What's your version of this? Well, don't even get me started in this. To be honest with you, I think it's an absolute joke. I think it always happens. I think in the last six or seven years now, I think Rangers have now played at home uh, just before Christmas, and Celtic have always played away after Christmas. It means then we've got one less recovery day between um, the next Old Firm game as well. I think uh, Celtic will have an extra day's recovery. I think it's just an absolute joke. I think the TV TV deal that we've got is an absolute shambles. Uh, the SFA are an absolute shambles, to be honest with you. I think as soon as we can get um, somebody else in, the Neil Doncaster, the better for me, he's done absolutely nothing to improve our game, our grassroots. And I just think, honestly, this is just the cream of the crop, where we knew that the TV deal, the Sky Sports have got the rights to do what they like. And this has just become a joke. Like, what, what are uh, fans meant to do? Do you know that way? I think... Um, if they're going to change it this this uh, now, I think they should be uh, paying for the the transport of all the of all the fans. To be honest, at least something. 
Um, because I think it's a joke to having to play in that time on Christmas Eve. I think down south as well. I think um, one of the managers has come out. I think it's the Chelsea manager Pochettino. He's now playing on Christmas Eve, and it's his anniversary that day. So he's obviously not going to be spending time with his with his wife. So I just think um, all this is all very very um, inconsiderate of what the fans actually uh, um, for the fans on Christmas Eve, and they're the ones that obviously pay their money to go to these games and watch these um, watch these teams. So. Um, no, I think it's an absolute disgrace. I don't, I don't want to go on too much of a rant because I will with SFA, but um, I'm sure we can spend a whole other uh, podcast just talking about them. But no, I think it's a joke, to be honest. Scott, I know you've got... you can have this. <laughs> uh, Scott McPike, I don't know you whether you've got kids or not. Um, do, 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 does it affect you in any way? Or are you quite actually happy that it's on a sort of a, a, a day free? It's a it's a kind of selfish point of view because I'm one of the very few in Christmas Eve who we maybe quite like about a sport on because it's it's a day where nothing the darts is the on there's no racing I don't think there's very really any football on so I'm I'm kind of quite not as upset about it but I can completely see why people are are upset about it I saw obviously with, with Wolves and Chelsea the game be moved to Christmas Eve I think a lot of people that's a big trip as well that's obviously going for London to Wolverhampton the day before Christmas Day and obviously we know it's a busy shopping day it'll be the same for a lot of Rangers fans both male and female it's a day you want to spend with your family it's it is bad but it's a weird one because on the day that Neil Doncaster is elected to the European Club Board literally 20 minutes after that we're getting we we realise again just the, the Sky Sports deal and I'm not blaming Sky because Sky obviously are kind of looking at the Sky are looking at the bigger picture of there is no sport on that day. It's a Sunday. I think it's a Sunday this year, Christmas Eve, if I'm right. With nothing on, people are bored. Like if you're not going shopping, if you're like me and you get your shopping done early, I don't know what you guys are like, but I'm always quite prepared at Christmas because I hate the Christmas Eve rush that we always have. But it's a, it is a day you kind of want to kind of unwind. And I like the idea of a game of football to watch. I'm not going to lie, but I can understand a lot of why there are can upset Rangers fans, but I just think it kind of paints this picture of on the day Neil Doncaster's probably thinking this is the best day I've had in a long time. I'm I'm into the European club board. I'm I'm with the big wigs of European football, and it just kind of goes to show that he's he's a basket case in terms of the way he's running Scottish football. Sky do have a lot of power in terms of the deal, but take Sky away and there's no money coming out of Scottish football and the, the TV deals are shambles anyway but we, we all know that we all agree on that but aye, it's just a, it's not it's not good but and I can totally sympathise but from a selfish point of view I quite like the idea of something on Christmas Eve but I know I'm in the the very very big minority of people who can out it, it doesn't really affect me as much as it will affect a lot of others but I mean aye, it's it's no great it's not great, but I think it just kind of shows a, a lot of other things wrong. Yeah, well, Sky did pull out a, a, a few years ago as well, didn't they? And we ended up with a, a BBC contract for, uh, for 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 pennies, really. But that's the thing well, as well. That's, that's the thing as well. Sorry, before we before we go, that is the reason Sky have so much power is because we've already seen that we've already seen Sky pull out, and then clubs going into administration, clubs being, do you know what I mean, having next to no money. So that they're going to do anything to keep Sky, and it means getting a weaker deal. So that is kind of where we're at, and that is something Scottish football have, have kind of let them as let themselves get into. 
So that is the kind of reality. Yeah, but I don't know why. Why? I mean, in Holland is ESPN. They've got, and they they get a great deal from them. I don't understand why why we can't bring in uh, companies like that. Always, the, 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 sorry, we always accept, we always accept the first offer. This is the problem. We don't negotiate. That's what I said. Is you need to negotiate with uh, these these kind of companies. So why does Neil Doncaster take the first offer that comes from Sky Sports? Surely there must be a case where you say to Sky Sports, no, we want, say, what was it, 30 million, what we got, we want 60 million. And then you say, no, 50. We meet halfway, means then we get more than 30 million. The problem is we don't even negotiate. We've just met and lost David as well, another sponsor. Obviously, that's another thing. But Finch, two years into a five-year deal, are leaving. So it's just... We just but that's the thing as well. That's another thing with the Singe deal. Anybody with eyes would have seen that was a conflict of interest with, with the Rangers board. So why would you even bring that deal to the table? As it's just, it's you're, you're right, it is just going for the first deal. It's not opening up. I mean, there are absolutely, you've got the likes of Amazon, kind of TNT. There's other ones, like I'm not saying like Facebook or Twitter or anybody like that would be interested in Scottish football, but there's. There's avenues there to go, Sky. I mean, if you're if you're not happy with the amount of games, Sky aren't using all their games as well. So there is an avenue to explore it, but I mean, it's going to be six years before we're even having this conversation of of a new TV deal because it's locked in until I think the earliest it can get out is 2029. So it's a long time. So we're going to be having this conversation for years. Yeah, and it's it's for a pittance. If you take it, the 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 women's the the English women's football. A far better deal than we've got, and yeah, it's just well. I, I can tell you, Shona, the reason that, that they take the first offer because they're absolutely shitting it that Sky walk away. That I think that's the biggest reason that it's just fear. Scott, you've got young kids 24th of, of uh, December, okay for you? No, nah, not really. No, of course, it's not. But the thing is, he's a uh, <clears throat> Sky are looking at a complete um profit. That's all they're looking for is money. I mean, they've accepted this TV, this TV deal on a whimper. Um, it's definitely coming back to bite us in the backside now. On the other side, I know you're saying about Pochettino and stuff, like missing his anniversary, but at the same time, that's why these guys doing South are paid as much as what they are. That's why they're, they're paid the amount of money. I know they've got families and all the rest of it, but it's, it's their job at the end of the day. So, I mean... He's on Olam enough, so I'm probably going to need to work Christmas this year as well. I mean, he's different things happening, different jobs is what I'm trying to say. In terms of SPFL and Neil Doncaster, that's just it is what it is. I mean, it's it's the, it's the world we live in. It's it's been a shambles since I was growing up. I was born in '88. It's never been good, especially in this day and age. But I think we're going to be looking at a completely different footballing world in 2029. Like what Scott was saying earlier, that's when we've got to deal till. Everybody else is going to be in better financial TV deals or the other leagues. They're just going to pull further and further ahead because we're on this Mickey Mouse deal that Neil, that Neil Doncaster's uh, negotiated for us. So we're pretty much stuck, to be brutally honest with you. But um, I, it's 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 no good changing a, changing a fixture like that. It does mess up everybody's plans. I, I feel it for supporters. I don't really get too many home or away matches because of my shifts and stuff. So... It's not really going to affect me directly. I'll just I'll just find the time to sit down and rewatch it or whatever. But um, it's it definitely isn't ideal, David. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they've taken the taken the Dutch deal. If you think with ESPN, I mean, they're, they're, they've they've got a great deal. I think it's well over a hundred million. Uh, see, I think I see. See, twenty twenty nine. Even Netflix and companies are going to be showing football. Like, this is everybody want all every single match in the UK, bar Scotland is probably going to be live football, especially all the Premier League games. You'll be able to get them anyway. You can now. You can do all right those leagues, you. all those leagues, though, have good operators running it. Though that's ah, the problem. Exactly. That is the difference. Got, got it in one. No. Got it in one. You, you have to kind of get, and that's why, like, with the SWPL, those the Scottish women's, they they get their deal with Sky as well. That's massive for them, but they they kind of saw the forward side of that. So, like, they've got a brilliant woman, Fiona McIntyre, in charge of kind of operations there. They've got a good team in there. I would certainly trust the likes of Fiona to kind of run the operation of this SPFL before I would let Neil Doncaster anywhere near it. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's leave that there for the moment, and we will go to what we come on for tonight. Go on to the game. I'm going to I'm going to actually start with the with the substitute bench. Now we know we had to were forced into playing without a left back yesterday, and I'm going to the substitute bench first. And it was McCrory, Wright, Jack, King, Divine, McCausland, Fraser, Lyle, and McKinnon. Now there you've got Divine, McCausland, Fraser, Lyle, and McKinnon. Now McCausland there's a a, a a fight for. It. I think that 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 he should have been in it anyway. But surely Yilmaz should have been in before one of these youth players. Jonah? Well, I think um, I totally agree. I think Yilmaz should definitely be in the squad. But I think more or less that, that uh, subsequent shows is probably more to do with the Scottish quota, David. Um, I'm not too sure. Apart from Jack and, uh, what was it, Suter, yesterday were probably the only two Scottish players that were in the, the squad. I don't even know if Jack's in there. Is Jack in there? Sorry, right. Wright was there, and so was um, Suter. Who else yeah, was there from the Scottish quota? So Jack, Wright, mm-hmm. How many so do you need? Is it three? Five, isn't it? I think it's five? five, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. So like that would have to. I think two of them would have to make up the the Scottish quota. Sterling was obviously injured, which obviously then I would have thought that he was already in the European squad. So it would have been better if we had Yilmaz in there instead of Sterling if he was going to be injured. Balogun's obviously not in the squad, and then you've got your likes of everybody else is all injured. So I think that's what he was limited with, to be honest. So uh, yeah, it wasn't the strongest uh, squad that I have seen. But I think his choices were limited because. Of the Scottish quota. Well, if you look at, I mean, if you look at the, the bench, McCrory, Wright, Jack, King, Devine, McCausland, Fraser, Lyle, and McKinnon. I, I think mm-hmm. they're all Scottish, are they not? Is it maybe no. Lyle? Was he? Was he's English? I think. McCausland's yeah. Northern Irish as well. McCausland's Northern Irish. Obviously, Daniel Brazilian. But yeah, I mean, what? it's that thing. Like Yelma has not been in the squad. Is Michael Beale just haunting us after the? After he's bolted, like it is, it's that. It's even at the time when when the Europa League squad come through. I remember when it came through, and Dow was probably more of a a weird one than Yilmaz because you would like to think like the big selling point for these guys coming into coming to Rangers is that European, especially after like kind of two years ago. I mean, we all we all were there. We'll, we'll all never forget that Leipzig night. That's what these players are here for. Do you know what I mean? So why have they been left out of the squad? The only thing I can think of is they've been left out of the squad 
because he can think he thinks he can get through it. He think if you're relying on Borna Barisic for six Europa League games, you deserve the sack, in my opinion. That's that in a nutshell. And I know we'll, we'll get into me and Scott have had a lot of agreements regarding Borna Barisic in the past, but I just I don't see it. You I think Yelmas cost about three million quid and he's not in the Europa League squad. Now he's not been fat, fair enough. He's been kinda of in and out, but Roof's in it. But all Roof's is unreliable as it can get. Jack's not always fat. Suter's not always fat. So what, what, what is this all about? Do you know what I mean? It is, it's bonkers. But yeah, I mean, I just find it bizarre. But I'm more, I'm more upset with Michael Beale because he's looked at that Europa League squad and thought, you know mm. what, Borna Bar- if Borna Barisic is fat for six games, I'm fine. But if he's not, I'll throw in Dujon Sterling. I'll, instead, I've got a natural left back there, but it doesn't matter. I'll throw in somebody else out of position if Borna Barisic is injured or just doesn't want to play. But that again, it just shows us Michael, Michael Beale will not fit to be Rangers manager, and this is another example of that. Yeah, well, you've got you've got the, the three centre halves that played last night, and then you can also add King to that as a centre half. So that that was that was you having in your pool four centre halves. Well, he only had one left back. It's a, a sort of a yeah a mix. But anyway, we we came out and we started with. Butland, well, we knew there was a good chance it was going to be a back three, I think. So I think you, Shona, even uh, put it up on the, the long before the, the, the kickoff there, it would be a back three. It was Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Davies, Lundstrom, Cantwell, Raskin, Seema, Lammers, Essers. What did you see, Shona? What did you think, Shona, when you, when you uh, saw the, the, the team? I th- I, to be honest with you, I thought Wright would maybe have started, um, just purely because I think we what but it, basically we noticed this during the game. But I thought throughout the whole uh, first half there was no pace, there was no width. The, the obviously Lammers and Jasers uh, are not the type to obviously run off the ball or carry the ball, so that was the biggest problem I thought in the first half. But looking at that team, I think that was probably the the only team that he could probably have chosen from. I think. Um, it was not far off to what um, we saw uh, like last week, this kind of similarities between the teams. But obviously, we we're playing a different formation. I'm sure we'll get into that. I think we did struggle with that with that formation for the first for the first half. But I think um, we managed to sell ourselves. I thought we actually played really well. I thought actually all three centre backs, uh, particularly Davis and Suter, were brilliant um, yesterday. And obviously, we've got to talk about Jack Butland. I'm sure we'll come on to that as well. But no, looking at that team, I think that was probably what he was limited with. I think with um, him coming out and obviously getting the, the know of that uh, Seema was playing at left wing back, who, by the way, was absolutely um, brilliant throughout the whole match. He absolutely sets the standards. We need to try and do something to sign him. But yeah, I thought um, he was pretty limited with his options. And that's what we kind of, when we found out the news that Seema was going to be at left wing back, I think we kind of knew from there what the team was going to be. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get one to talk about it, but yeah, um, just disappointed in some of the players, especially the attackers, but I wonder if that's maybe down to the style of play that we were playing yesterday, the fact that we really struggled in the first half and we weren't able to transition from midfield into attack. I thought the midfield, particularly in the first half, were very, very poor. Yeah. Scott, from, yeah, I'll say from the gallant view, because I've forgotten your, your, your second name, Scott, sorry about that. Um, what did, what did you think when you seen the the team? Um, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, like Shona was saying, there's only so much you can do with 
with it cut uh, a manager's got at his disposal just now. So I think he picked the best a bad bunch that he could possibly pick. Um in a system there was um I'm a big McCausland fanboy. In a system there was no real way of getting McCausland into the side. He could maybe have changed a wee bit up top with that. Um there was no chemistry between defence and midfield out wide going forward there was absolutely nothing. I'd agree with Sean's assessment about the centre half playing okay, playing well. Lundstrom made a good uh, block in the first half as well. Um, but apart from that, I thought everybody's been kind of been saying on different podcasts I've been watching today that Lundstrom is a good game. I thought it was kind of, at times it looked as if he was towing a caravan again last night. Um, but I, you know what? A point away for him is a good result. We can't really complain on it. It's get a point back over the road again. Well, I'll, I'll give him the, the tackle that he done was was absolutely fantastic tackle. Even I'll admit that that was a, a fantastic game. I mean, it, it surprised me he went with the player, to be honest with you, but he, he done well and he got it away. And, and yeah, I, I sort of, when they went too far, I sort of I thought, well, is this going to be a penalty? But uh, obviously it wasn't. You, uh, Scott McPike, you, were you uh, happy when you saw the team? I think I think he's he's so limited in terms of options that there's that was really the kind of best team he could put out. I was kind of thinking, was Danilo going to maybe start? Would he maybe try Danilo and Dessers just to to kind of see try and kind of steal a goal? But I think the team kind of made sense. I think I, I wasn't comfortable with the thought of Ben Davis playing as a left back. I just don't think he's he, I don't, he's obviously not a left back. I think as part of a back three, it was always going to be who's going to play that kind of wing back position. I agree with Sean. I thought Seema was really, really good in both ends. I thought it was kind of the re- only real player at what at the kind of first half it was trying to get forward. I thought the midfield was was kind of out of it first half. I thought even Cantwell, who's usually a real creative threat, I thought he was kind of off the boil. But you can kind of give him the excuse that he's coming back to full fitness. I thought Raskin was pretty off at first half. Lundstrom grew into the game. I'll, I did think Lundstrom had a really good se- uh, second half. I would probably say he was kind of the driving force in the second half for the kind of way the game turned. But I would give massive plaudits to the the two centre the two centre halves, Gwe Suit on Davis. I thought Golden get caught was kind of caught out in terms of the kind of pace of the kind of attackers a lot in this, the kind of first half, which was kind of concerned. Late on in the game, I kinda of thought it immediately at the time. But I remember kind of real late on Sparta get through and Goldson kind of didn't go with them. He was on a booking, so I was kind of if he goes here and gets caught, he's going to get sent off. There's the one down, and then it's all to play for in the next game. And I think Goldson will be a big mess, so I can understand why he didn't do it. But I, I mean, I think it was probably the best they could they could put out. He's so limited in resources. We saw today in the the press conference, which I'm sure we'll get into as well. The injuries. He's the most frustrated man in the building about the state of the the medical the medical situation. You can see that in the press conference because there's so many players injured that are just seem to be picking up injuries. They're not getting them in games. Like Sterling, I didn't know Sterling was injured until today. Where is Kieran where's Kieran Dill? Do you know what I mean? Kieran Dill played and then he's he picked up a knock. They said he was going to be out for two weeks and now he's the end of October. We've still no heard then he wasn't even mentioned today. So where are they getting all these injuries? I've been saying this for three years. Where where's all these injuries happening from coming from? Because we're not seeing them in the park. I can understand that if they're picking up knocks. They're picking up some knocks that we see Matondo, like Matondo picking up a knock, Cantwell picked up a knock, Danilo obviously, but there's players picking up knocks in training. What on earth are they doing in training? So to be left with that kind of 
really limited squad. I think it was probably the best team we could put out. And I would say it's probably kind of, to a whole, I think it's a massive point. I think, I don't know if you've ever seen the episode of Still Game where they're reading the book, The Prague Heist. That's the first time that came in my head last night because that's what it felt like. It felt like a heist. I don't think Rangers deserved a point just based on the first half performance. But they get it. It's a big point. It makes the next game massive. And I think overall, if you'd offered any Rangers fan a point going into the game, they would have bit your handle for it, and especially after the first half. So I think it's a big point. Scott uh, Scott McPike there, he mentioned um, something that really, really annoys me. And then you've got you've got um, Goldson. He's tracking a player out to the right wing. The guy's running away from goal. All he needs to do is usher him. Doesn't need to put in a tackle, and he puts in a tackle and get booked. I, it's these things are just so stupid. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, the, don't get me wrong. I've got a, a, a certain degree of sympathy with the players last night as well. I mean, we 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 seen going forward that wasn't working as a shape. We weren't really staying in a shape as such. Um, the fullbacks were caught out a good few times. You've got one playing out of position there. Um, gave his all. Uh, an absolutely fantastic performance in terms of work rate and stuff like that. They seem a bit... It just did... The balance didn't seem right to me on the park. So, um, but to me, the only way going forward to do that is to... If you're going to use that system, you need to train it in the training pitch a wee bit more. I mean, the two days between matches. So, the only two days in the training pitch with the team. So, but there is an element of a sympathy and I do think going forward if Clermont's going to use a 3-5-2 the more we, we see it uh, the more effective it's going to become because guys only ended over a fortnight when they need to be patient I did not think I would be sitting saying that right enough but we definitely need patience with this guy because he's a right man for the job well not according to Graham Sooner Shona um Clive Clermont was hit with it in the in, in the press conference today. Um, he was told that Graham Souness, and he gave a, he gave an answer like, "Well, I'll need to listen to the to the to the to what exactly what he said. I'm not going to react on rumours and uh, half truths." What was your, your take on that? I don't think these things sort of phase Clermont. Have you seen the size of the guy? He's an absolute, honestly, he's, he's, he's huge. I don't think he's, he's a kind of guy. I think he's quite calm and collected, but I think he's got that presence about him that I, I think if he was to get, if you were to get on his bad side, I don't think you would want to get on there, do you know, that way. So I think um, he is definitely, like I said, Scott, I've, I've been tightening for Clermont for the job for a while. Um, I'm happy he's in the door, do you know, that way. And uh, look, I think he's quite humorous as well. As well. He's quite, got quite dry humour um, in the... In, in the pressure and obviously his, he just said as well that he wants to he wants to play with movement and that's what I said as well this is why I think you're going to see different formations you're going to see like uh, players coming in players coming out just depending on how he wants to set up to beat the opposition so look the guys I, I honestly think these things are going to change I think the biggest thing for me is we need to get Danilo back fit and running I think we can Danilo fit and running and like um, Scott said get these injuries out of the way I, I, I feel like the fact that with Clamon is not going to bring these guys back half fit. He says as well, a lot of people are asking for Danilo. Will Danilo start this weekend? Danilo won't start this weekend, guys. It's not fully fit. And I don't think Clement will risk it. I think with the amount of injuries that we've got at the moment, he will not want these guys back until they're absolutely 100% fully fit. As he says, he's not a doctor. He's a magician. 
uh, is like Harry Potter to me. So uh, hopefully he can wave his magic wand and get these back, these guys back, uh, back from injury quick because I think we're, we are missing the obviously a flowing attack, and I think he's obviously limited with the the attacking options that he's got. And I think guys, look, we've got look. I am not like shouting for uh, keeping Lammers or Dacers, but we have to get behind these guys because it's all we've got at the moment. It's all we've got. Right. So, look, unfortunately, they had a really poor game yesterday, but we've got to stick with these guys because, guys, this is all we've got until these guys are back 100% fit. So, no, I, I quite like Clemon's interview so far. I think he's been quite refreshing. I think he's quite good at what he says. It's all about hard work. It's all about focus. He wants to make this story really, really strong. And it's all about gradual build-ups. So like Scott said, I do think it's going to take time. But obviously, you know, it's like the Rangers fans, we don't allow time. So, yeah, um, guys, we need to get behind these players for just now because obviously we're going through a very, very tough stage where all our attackers are injured. And obviously, we've got no idea on when the return is. I think uh, he said to the press today that Sifuentes should be back in training today. Well, we don't know about that because obviously he's just arrived back in the, in the country today, this afternoon. So... Um, we'll wait and see if that one happens but obviously he's a midfielder, we really need our attackers back so I can see Danilo getting minutes the weekend but guys I can't see Danilo starting, I don't know what everyone else thinks in the comments but I don't think um, Clement's the type of guy to risk it he even said about was it Ruth's injury as well, that this this injury that he obviously went for surgery the way back in the summer still reoccurring so for me he wants to get down to the bottom of that first and honestly I don't think you'll see Ruth back for at least, at least another month or two I think um, Clement will want his players 100% fit for every game because, like I said, it will chop and change between um, games depending if you're home and away or the level of opposition or how to... Um, it's all about, um, for me, it's all about uh, when he sets up teams to exploit the opposition weaknesses. So we'll obviously have to wait till Sunday to see it, but I think we'll see a reaction from Dessers and Lammers on Sunday that we have to stick with these guys. Well, if, if Roof's out for a couple of months, then it's virtually the end of his Rangers career, isn't it? So I, I can't see he's great as far as I know. He's contract up in the summer, and uh, he's. Uh, I don't see us offering him a new contract at this moment. I'll just go. I wasn't. I was actually keeping this to the end, but since we're bringing it up so much, uh, Roof's obviously injured. Matondo's injured. Devil's injured. Lawrence is injured. Sterling is injured. Borna Barisic is injured. McLaughlin. Now there's a guy. I, I, I don't know. It's down here. Is injured, but I'm, I don't know whether he's injured or just disappeared. Uh, Dave uh, Davis, Stevie Davis is injured. Seth Juventus is injured, injured, and Lovelace is injured. So that's that's quite a list, Scott. There must be. It can't all be bad luck for us. There must be something that they're that they're doing a train. You you sort of mentioned it there. And this, this, what about the doctor? We were supposed to be bringing in this super doctor that was going to, that was great in, in preventing injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, we, it's weird. We've obviously, we've seen Raskin kind of injured, yeah, can't remember Danilo obviously coming back. So it is a, it's a long, long list and it's it's not uncommon. And we saw that last year. I mean, we're, we're playing, we're seeing Rangers play Liverpool at Ibrox with Leon King and James Sands as the centre-backs because there's no fit, there's none fit. I mean, it's not a, it's a it's a problem that's been occurring for a couple of years. It's something that does need to get to the bottom of because I am very cynical of the fact that it's something in training for me because these guys just appear to be getting injured very easily. Like Lovelace, I thought when he when he started against St Mirren, first forty five minutes, I thought he was brilliant. I thought just the, the way he was direct, the way he was kind of 
a bit of flair. Something Rangers didn't have. I'm right. I'm going to rant again about Rangers not having any width. But Lovelace was going. We bit of a breath of fresh air. First bit, first kind of big moment in the game, he gets injured. That's not. It's not a. That's a problem with what we. That's a problem that Rangers have in terms of what they're doing, either on the training ground or in terms of kind of a fitness regime. That's a problem. And we're seeing all these players getting injured again. And, I mean, Kamar, I mean, it really angers me now looking back. And I was like, I remember Michael Beale saying in a press conference in the summer, uh, Kamar Roof, he's, we've solved his problem. He's back. Once he's back, we'll get a lot more games out of him. Kamar Roof, there's a reason Kamar Roof's at Rangers. Because he's he's injury he's injury prone. Kamar, if Kamar Roof was fully fit, he'd probably be Premier a very good Premier League striker. Let's not be let's be honest there. He's talent we can see the talent he has, but he's you're only gonna get him 10, 15 games a season if you're lucky. But Rangers some somebody at Rangers thought that that's a that's a good kind of three and a half million pound investment. So it's do you know what I mean? It's not just the doctor that needs a look at it's it's the guys that are bringing these players in. Do you know what I mean? Halander, how long was Halander? There was a reason why Rangers managed to get Halander. Do you know what I mean? Goes to, leaves Rangers, goes to, I think he's in Sweden, gets a wee bit of fitness, he's in the Sweden squad. Do you know what I mean? It's a problem. It's, it's, I'm very cynical with that kind of thing and I'm, I'm noticing it more now. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that Ryan Jack, who... I already knows I'm a big fan of Ryan Jack, but there's a reason that Ryan Jack's playing for Rangers as well. He's he's not he's always injured. He's either he's going to give you three or four good games, and then he's going to get injured again. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're used to that. But just in your point about the kind of soonest thing we what he said this morning, I, I kind of listened to it a wee bit. I think it's been made into a lot bigger deal than what it actually is. I think it's just a passing comment he's made. But the problem I have with it is. If Sunis is now what, as we believe, going to have a prominent role in the kind of future of Rangers, he's going to have some sort of consultancy and advisory role. He should not be bringing up that he preferred one candidate over the manager that's there now, in my opinion, anyway, because I just think that undermines the manager that's there. Now, he might have fancied Frank Lampard. I have a strong suspicion that Graham Sunis was the reason Frank Lampard was even mentioned in the first place, because I'm. Um, I don't think Frank Lampard was ever a serious candidate. I think now it makes sense why he was kind of getting a lot of traction kind of late on. So that to me is another kind of cynical thing in my part. I think Frank Lampard was only mentioned because of Graham Sunnis was maybe in the interview process. So that's a that's a thing. I just don't think Graham Sunnis should be saying something like that. No, I don't think it's. A, I think it's been made as typical Scottish media to make something far bigger than it actually is, and. I don't think it's that big a deal. He's on a podcast with Simon Jordan and Jim White. Simon Jordan's the ultimate. With Chris Sutton of Talksport, that's what he is. He just he'll ask any silly question just to get a some sort of kind of front page story. So it's I just think it's the sort of thing that the Scottish media will lap will latch on to. It's it's not it's a non-story in my opinion, but. If there's anything to come out of it, I don't think Sooner should be saying something like that when Clement's there, because he was heavily involved in the interview process, apparently. He shouldn't be coming out and saying, just when he's about to get a, a role at the club, I wouldn't be saying that, yeah, we actually preferred one of the candidates to the guy that's there now, because I just don't think that's... It doesn't sit right with me, that that kind of thing. If he's, if that is 
kind of what his opinion is because at the end of the day, he's going to have to work with Sunnis and Clement. They're going to have to work together. It's not off to the best of starts, if that's what he's saying in a, an interview. You know what I mean? If I was Clement, if somebody was saying that about me, I, I would feel a bit edgy about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And did did Ruth Ruth was out, out in Saudi Arabia or something like that? One of these countries or the Emirates or somewhere was he? Was he not? And it was to be cured. They had they had managed to cure all his problems, but it seems to it seems to not have worked. Whatever he whatever he did, Scott, I've not got Mark Curry Muncher on the the pod tonight, so it's on you. You are going to name James Tavernier as your man of the match. I think. You're on mute, mate. Can I just quickly bounce in on them last two points, Davey? See if you look at Clement's press every day in terms of how he's reacted to Sunnis. I've, I've been I've sitting looking up the quotes and what he says is, <coughs> uh, that's a good lesson for me with everything that he said because you put it in a different perspective. So I'm not going into those talks or rumours or all those noise about things because I'm here to do a sporting job. I'm here to build a team, here to make the team stronger. I'm not here to talk about rumours because that was not the real story of what he said. So I'm busy with the team. Fair play to how that guy's handled That's a that great team. answer, by the way. That's that a great answer. That that's a professional man of stature answer. That's a Rangers manager answer. Now, see however Sunnis has meant it. it. It doesn't matter how we've all took it. How Clemence took it is he's took it in his stride, basically. So, but seeing into the, the injuries... We're, we're, we're only signing players that are flying high at a club. So see if you look at some of Bill's injuries, I've, I've wrote nine of them down here. Seema was playing last season. Dessers was playing last season. Danilo wasn't playing last season. He was bit part. So he's not fit enough to start just now. Cantwell wasn't playing for Norwich when he signed. Raskin was under 21s for standard age when he signed. Dibble, injury prone before he signed. Sterling had a good season at Stoke. Butland... Wasn't he getting a game at Man U? Fair enough, he's not been injured. And Sam Lammers, I, I don't really know what his, uh, what his injury record and stuff's like, but the guy's never, to me, he's never had a consistent can you get Can you get injured standing matches. still? Can you get injured standing still again? That's what he's saying. That's, that's, that's all he done last night. No, it's true, but... <laughs> true, but, um, but so, I think in terms of our injuries, we're shopping in a market that's not suitable for being a Rangers player. We, we should be shopping for in a market that's got players playing football every week. So come on, it's 100% right in what he's saying in terms of, um, no, if you're not fit enough to play 90 minutes, you're not fit enough to play. Bill come in and just try to handle Kamar Roof the way he thought best, how, how him and Gerard handled Kamar Roof. We've got 25, 30 games a season, been managing his minutes. That's fair enough. I think that's how you need to handle Kamar Roof. I don't think we're going to see much of him new in a Rangers jersey that we've got. This big serious bloke in charge, but because this is what he is, he's a he's a serious man. Um and he's on a he's on a war path there, looks at this is all music you're showing his ears, she's loving us. Uh, see just on that point, see just on that point you're saying about Rangers kinda going through like the thing of signing players that are kinda injury prone and that isn't a new thing because the one that always sticks out to me is Rangers signed that I don't know if you remember Christian Nerlinger about twenty years ago. Top class player, I think played with Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund. Rangers were able to sign him because he was injured for. Do you know what I mean? He was cropped. It was done, and Rangers were able to get him. That isn't Rangers have been doing that for twenty years. I could probably name you 10, 15 players. Rangers have done that. Aaron Ramsey is another one, exactly. Hollander, 
Crancher, correct. Like we've seen it all these years. Rangers have just got this knack of if I can get this guy fit, what a player he'll be. Sometimes it can work, but all it, it only takes one injury. And Dor- Graham Dorans, Graham Dorans, a classic example. Rangers sign Graham Dorans for two million quid, gets injured, you hardly see him again. But you see wee flashes. You know what I mean? Graham Dorans came on. I think it was against Villarreal under Gerard. And Gerard was out the next day saying he could be a big part of my squad. Then we don't see him again and he retires a couple of years later. He's now playing for Johnson Borough in the west of Scotland. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason these these players are playing at that kind of level. And the and Rangers have never got out of that habit. They've done it in the 90s as well. They did it. Even you could say the likes of, kind of Paul Gascoigne was a part but maybe the early example. Now, Paul Gascoigne obviously was a a top-class talent, but Paul Gascoigne had his injury problems beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Paul Gascoigne was close to getting to a top, top level, but injuries set him back. Rosenthal was another one. I've just seen that there. There's so many I could name, and it's just a classic Rangers thing of we'll try and get him fit. We'll see it again in the next few years. There'll be some player that somebody at Rangers will go, we'll try and get him fit. How many times has it worked, in all honesty? Cranchard, I totally forgot about him. That's a good shout, Sean, actually. Davey, see back to your point. Sorry, I know I went off topic here. See back to your point. See last night when James Tavernier missed the fight at ball in Sparta getting behind. It's these yeah. kind of things that I'm wanting to come on to change on the part. Connor Goldson's got to be going and getting a hold of Tavernier shirt here and saying, What the hell are you doing? Misjudging the fight at ball. It's basic, basic stuff. For me last night, the, the guy I'm going to lay it on thick on was Sam Lammers. Sam Lammers was nowhere to be seen last night. That's his worst performance I've seen yet in the Rangers tap. Tavernier, fine. I'm, I'm not I'm not Tav's biggest fan, but I, I can I can let him off because Sam Lammers was nowhere in sight last night. He he, I think I put it in the chat. He was it looked more like a three five one one. Lammers was supposed to be the link up between Cantwell and Dessers in trying to days. I'll go into Cyril Dessers later in the pod, but Sam Lammers was just absolutely hopeless last night. The guy, we, we, as Shona says, we need to get behind him, but we need to. I don't really know how to get the guy's confidence up, to be brutally honest with you. You can support him, you're blowing the face. I just don't think he's got the quality to survive at the club. Dessers, for what I've seen on Saturday, there's a small chance. Aye, it does a jar. It does a jar. Dessers was honking last night, but Sam Lammers was, should be nowhere near that first team, but we haven't, we haven't got anybody else. I would have preferred McCausland up front with Dessers last night. That's <laughs> how bad it is. A young boy. Yeah, I, I actually thought McCausland might get a start, but obviously didn't. Shona, I seen somebody this afternoon saying Wright was far better than Cantwell when he came on. <laughs> I don't want to sort of a run down your boyfriend, but uh, did you think Cantwell had a good game yesterday? Well, he's actually my future husband, but anyway, uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> between him and Butland, I'm struggling to, to pick between the two. I might just try to have two instead. No, uh, I didn't think Campbell had the best of games. I think as well when he got that yellow card, he was kind of restricted to doing what he actually loves doing best, and that's getting stuck in and obviously about it. And it was one of those games where I just feel, guys, I don't know about you, but I feel as if like when we're in Europe, we're not savvy enough when it comes to tackles. We stand tend to stand our ground as if we're trying to be big hard men. We need to act. We need to do a bit more play acting because they were doing it all day. The referee was absolutely honking, by the way, as well. Um, but we need to start doing a bit more play acting in, the, in in Europe because this is how these guys get these fouls, get these penalties, slow the game down. 
it's exactly what the guys want, whereas we want obviously the game to flow. So I think when it comes to Europe, I think we need to be a bit more savvy um, when it comes to it. But no, I thought overall, I thought the, the second half was a, it was a lot, lot better than what we had. But uh, look, the referee for me, I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought the referee was absolutely honking yesterday. There was one point where I think we got a free kick from Lundstrom. It was about a couple, about two yards outside the box and the guy went back for about a 40-yard uh, free kick. And I'm like, what's this guy playing at? The one with uh, the Lundstrom tackle in the middle of the park. I thought it was a great tackle by Lundstrom. He ends up getting a yellow card, even though he got all the balls. So I think there was a few a few dodgy decisions for me. But no, I thought, um, as you said about Scott uh, Scott Wright, I thought I actually thought when he came on, it was suited to style what Clement wanted us to play. So what I felt is if in the first half that Seema was able to carry the ball, but there was nobody else on the left-hand side. There was nobody else driving with him at the same time because I felt as if Lammers and Desers were completely off it. And I felt as if when Scott Wright did come on, we were able to carry the ball further up the pitch a wee bit more. Um, but don't get me wrong, I don't think Scott Wright is good enough. But I think what we did lack in that first half was pace. And I think Scott Wright would have probably would have offered you a lot more than what Lammers did for 90 minutes. So um, that was for me. It was all about the ball carrying. We didn't carry the ball at all from um, midfield into attack or attack into the box. And that was our biggest downfall, I thought, in the first half. I thought we able to string three or four passes together. Um, but no, for me, I think um, I think Cantwell did have a pretty poor game, but I think that was the fact that he was already on a yellow, and I think that was the type of game where I think um, the referee would have. I think if he went in for another tackle, I think the referee would have sent him off. So um, I think it was right for him probably to come off at the right time. Um, didn't really create much, I don't think, um, within that time. But no, I think um, when Wright came on, I think he he did it. He did it. Look, Wright, what you know what you're going to get from Wright, don't you? Um, he's not going to be like the most clinical striker. He's not going to give you everything, but what he does give you, he does give you a, a different option down the down the, the right hand side with a wee bit of pace. And I thought when he came on, he did okay. Yeah, well, he definitely did. Now let, let's move on to when the uh, Dessers get taken off. Obviously, we didn't think Dessers was uh, was that great. Did Danilo make much difference when he came on? Do you think uh, Scott McPake? Right, sorry. Yeah, it certainly did, yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to sound maybe kind of a wee bit sympathetic to Dessers here, but he had absolutely nothing to work with. There was nothing there. Now, I'm not saying he was any... We know he's, a, he's not caught the eye at all for me in the past since he's arrived. There's been a couple of wee moments he's passed from Matondo in the PSV game I thought was really good and obviously had a really good finish on Saturday. But apart from that, I mean, I've really seen nothing. Lammers has been... I'm going to go on a limb and say that Lammers has been a completely pointless signing because I just don't see what the what the angle was with, with signing him. I don't see where he fits. I don't, I, even now, I don't see where he fits in a Clement 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2 or whatever he's going to do. I certainly didn't see what he was planning to do with Lammers under Bill. So, I mean, Danilo comes on last night, obviously still a bit, still kind of lacking match sharpness. It just immediately as an impact. Just, do you know what I mean? Test the goalkeeper. I think, and shown his point, the referee was bad last night. He was really bad. And it's not the first referee this season in the Europa League that's been, been appalling. We've gone about Scottish referees. The standard of Europe's not that great either, to be honest. But on the point about Scott Wright, the fact that Scott Wright's even playing for Rangers angers me that in 2023 because this is a man... Who no no disrespect to him, and I always say that when I'm when I slag Scott Wright, he's not Rangers level. He's not. He's played ninety one games for Rangers. 
how many of those games has Scott Wright made an impact in? Because off the top of my head, the Hearts semi-final, eh, the Hearts final, sorry, it's yeah, the only game yeah. where I can think Scott Wright has made a real contribution coming off the bench or starting a game. So the fact he's there, I think, sums up just how poor recruitment was because there is absolutely no width in that Rangers team. Obviously, Clermont wants to wants to win us in some way because we saw it on Saturday. He wanted to kind of stop with a kind of 4-2, 4-4-2, went to a kind of, kind of diamond at one point. He kind of tried... He's trying to work with what he has because he's no width. There's no wingers there. And it's it's a shambles to be left in. But Danilo made an impact. I think Danilo will be a big player once he gets a run. Sean, I said, I didn't, I didn't know he'd said that. But I, my, if, he, if I didn't hear that, I would, have, I would have said, try Danilo and Dessas together on Sunday. Now, if he's not starting, starting Danilo, fair enough. But I think that's the best way you're going to get something out of Cyril Dessas because... He has to play with a partner. He's not a lone striker. I mean, we can see that. He's, he's got absolutely no mobility in any, even in Scotland, he's got zero ag- agility about him. There's no, there's nothing there. He has to stand in the box. That's the only way I think you'll get anything out of Cyril Dessers. It's no coincidence that Rangers picked up when Lammers and Des- uh, Lammers staying in the park for 90 minutes sums up the lack of option Rangers have because he offered nothing last night for the first 75 minutes and he had a couple of shots later on that he was unlucky with the goalkeeper saving. But the first 75 minutes, he offered them next to nothing. I forgot at times he was even on. Like, that tells you, that that worries me. If there's a player on the part that you, you forget's playing, then that's a concern for me. So, it's no accident that Danilo straight back in and I think he'll be a big player going forward because he's got the movement he can... I think he's a he's a good option to have. He's obviously got a got a kind of eye for goal, but he's got good movement. He's got good pace. Rangers don't have a striker like that. Rangers haven't had a striker like that. He's different than Morelos. I don't th- what on earth he's thought he's going to do. With, like I was never the biggest Alfredo Morelos fan in the world. I never have. There was times Alfredo Morelos used to frustrate me because there was times where he would do the hardest thing. And sometimes he would make it look easy, but sometimes he would just put himself in terrible positions. But he's a hard, hard striker to replace. What on earth Michael Beals thought when he saw it? Right, I'm going to replace Alfredo Morelos with this this striker who really doesn't do much. I don't think anybody's looked at Cyril Dessers and think that's a, that's a guy who's going to create chances. The best thing about Morelos is if nothing was coming off for him, he would go and create, create his own chances like last night. He would put. He would kind of drag, kind of drop back. He would try and get himself involved. We seen that from Dessers last night. He was just kind of standing there. He was trying. He was trying to get involved a wee bit, but he's not got the mobility to do that. He's not got the the, the fire to do that that Morelos did. Danilo does. I don't think Danilo's a light for light Morelos replacement, but I think he's better in terms of a finish. I think he looks a lot better finisher. His goal before he get the the eye injury. Really, really excited me because that's a, a Rangers kind of striker, a number nine, who was willing to really kind of get into Morelos never really done that. He was getting, like, he makes that goal just basically kind of going for a challenge with the goalkeeper and gets himself up in the process. Where have we seen that in the past 10 years for a Rangers striker? Do you know what I mean? Um, he's got, he's obviously got a, a talented kind of technical ability. He's, he's got a bit of power. I think Danilo could be a big player, but in terms of Lammers and Dessers, I think if January, if an offer comes in, even half of what Rangers paid, just cut the losses and move on because it's not worked. 
and it's not. I, I think it's. I think Lammers is completely gone because I don't see where he fits any system. I think Dessers you can get a small redemption out, but I think it needs to be in a two. I think Danilo and Dessers, if you're going to try them, try them together, see where it gets you, because that is the last chance for Dessers for me because I just don't see any way back for him unless he's part of a partnership. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't think he's a, a, a an out and out striker. Definitely not. The 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 thing with Danilo had yesterday that shot that was goal bound. The keeper got his fingers to it. Scott was a. Do you think the the keepers won the game for both sides yesterday? They won a point for both sides yesterday. Aye, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, their keeper more than their keeper, right enough, but um. Aye, they're definitely... Butlin's, Butlin's our guy, man. Butlin's just Rangers standard. He's just Rangers class. He's a Rangers goalkeeper. Um, he fits the bill perfectly. In terms of several Dessers, I get everything Scott's saying there, but I, I need to disagree on some aspect. Scott was saying that he's not agile enough and stuff like that. The guy just needs to try. There's no effort. It all comes down to basics. Basics of football. There's no effort coming for the guy last night whatsoever. Now, when he's up front next to Lammers, he should be trying to hold, try to hold the ball up. He's a big guy. He's got a big frame. He should be able to do that. Put it to a first touch on a defender up. <clears throat> he should be able to run about pressing. He should be able to um, win fouls. But it just doesn't seem to, to want to do it. Or maybe that's too strong a criticism. But it just I don't think he can. That. I don't think he's mobile enough to do that. Oh, but you need to at least be able to see it. He needs to try, and there's no, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. There's no effort and application coming. So if you if you if, if you even see him trying there, I've, I've got a degree of sympathy because the service the guy's getting. I think the service he needs is similar. He's going Saturday where Cantwell comes away with something out of the ordinary, which we've not yeah, seen all season. Yeah. Um, Gives him a right service and the guy scores a goal. He dummies two centre backs. He puts two. And he stays on. And he stays on side. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So we need to. We need to. We're, we're, we're a team in transition where we're trying to change. Where we're just putting the ball into a box for fullbacks. But we're trying to. We're trying different things. That's why I'm. I've seen what Clement's trying to do. So I am off giving him as much time as he needs because he's inherited a complete unfit team that's not. Um, that's not capable. But Strikers. I thank God for Danilo. You know, aye, Scott, you noticed that though last night. I felt as if when the second half, when Danilo came on, it was exactly what happened at the weekend. I thought with Dessers, as soon as we start playing the ball over the top, we look much, much better. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even like when we saw Danilo running off the, the centre back to get a shot on goal, I just feel as if at the moment, until we can get those balls over the top and get them more consistent, I think in the first half, we just really, really struggled with anything, to be honest with you. Going up, going up front, I think. Couldn't hold a ball up, couldn't get a second ball. Exactly. But Jonah, see, in terms of way ball, like Tap put a couple of decent passes over a tap for Dessers, and there's just there was no heart, there was no application to even try and foul the keeper to get to the ball, or just interfere, just put your body in the keeper's eyesight. There was nothing, so that you can. Do you think that's a confidence thing as well, though? Do you think that's confidence though, like when when nothing's coming off the way it is, when like. I, I get that point, but I just I look at Dessers and I just think there's he do, he doesn't have any belief in himself that he's gonna. To me, to me, me, it comes across that he, he shot out a bit of a tackle. To be honest with you, he's shaking it. No, 
That's, I get that's that. how it comes across to me. I get like, that, that's, but that's I think, what I'm seeing. Like, you look at his goals he scored, and like the, the goal he scored against a vet, it's an open goal. I think the one in the league as well, it's a deflection. Aye. It's a kind of can't well does the work for him on Saturday, do you know what I mean? He, he, it has a, has essentially an easy finish. He still has to put it in, to be fair. But he's not gave you enough to say, like, he can go and create a goal. Like Danilo last night, that chance, he creates that chance himself. But Dessers didn't do that at all. Aye, he hasn't done aye, that aye, really in his aye. whole time. Like, the only bit of quality I've seen him play is the pass for Matondo. But that's the only thing, like, if you say, what's Dessers' best moment in the Rangers shot? That's the only one I can think of. Lammers, I haven't seen anything. Like I thought it was okay on Saturday, but like yesterday, I'd, there was times I was wondering, like, is he even playing? Is he even in the park? Yeah, we're clutching like, his straws about, aren't we? He was a man down. But and it's funny. The only it's way... funny because Dessers was involved in three of the goals at the weekend. It's like <laughs> you take one step forward and then you take another ten steps back. It's just right. it's like two different complete players that we see. We saw it, and I thought he was really good at it. Last weekend against, well, Royal, really not really good, but he was good, should I say, compared to the rest of the games that I've seen him in. And then he was involved in three of the goals. And then look at this now. I think he was also involved in another goal with Europe, was it not? When he managed to get a ball from out, he was the one that pressed from outside the box, remember? And he got to Raskin and then Seema curled it into the top corner. I'm sure that started off with the uh, Dessers managing yeah. to get the ball back and onto Raskin. But like Aye. you said, very, 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 very few things that's, he's done right. That's, so that's what I'm saying. That's him, but that's him going using his frame and making an issue for centre backs. That's him just going and being there and being involved in the play. He's not doing it at all. He never done it last night. Mm-hmm. Do you no, know what I mean? No. There's, there's, and is that a constant singer? Is that just lazy? I think I think Dessers must be a, a dream for a centre back to to, to help to mark him. What I, I, I think oh, is is Dessers playing? I'll mark him. I'll get him because uh, he just he's just slow and he, as you say, his movement. If you see Danilo, I, I think Danilo will be a, a murder to mark. To be honest with you, because he's always dropping deep and then he's uh, going to the, going wide and then and no. The, he shot yesterday. I mean, it, it was goal bound. It was a fantastic save. I'll say the same for Lammers as well. The shot from Lammers, he couldn't do an awful lot more either. It was mm-hmm. another fantastic save by by the keeper. Anyway, uh, that's us hit the hour mark, guys. Just about. I'll go round and player of the match. Who, who's your player of the match, Shona? I would love, look, I think everyone would probably give it to Butland, but I think for me, playing out of position, the effort that he put in for the full 90 minutes, it's got to be Abdullah Seymour for me. This boy, look, guys, I know it's going to be tough, but we have to do something to try and even see if there's an opportunity to sign this boy, because I think at the age of 22, this boy's got a lot more to offer because he can play in a number of positions. And he showed that last night. It doesn't matter where he plays, he'll always give you 100% commitment. Yeah. Um, Scott, McPake, uh, who would you pick? Probably go with Seema as well, to be fair. I think being out of position, I'd give a mention to, obviously, Butland, we know, was, was top class last night. I'd give a mention to Suter and Davis as well, and I thought Lundstrom grew into the game, but for me, it would probably be Seema. Okay, and you, Scott? Jack Butland, every day. He's the reason we get a point last night. Sparta Pride could have been out, Sparta Pride could have been out of sight in the first half. Two, three. See, I'm, three I'm, 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 I'm going for Butland. I'm, I'm going to be a wee bit against it. See that shot? 
from uh, from the the, the, the get, try to get his name now the Lassie or Lackey or something like you call him. He hit a shot from outside the box, and but one stopped it. And but the ball just went out to to one of their players, and he hit it back in. It was a double save. I don't think that was a great save. I, I think I think I think you should have done better with that, to be honest with you. And and I've seen a few stops where this, but I think he should have, he should have got that away from 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 in front of the goal. I mean, it's okay stopping the ball, but you want to get it to the side as well. And I've, I know I'm, I'm going to go against it. Butland's been great, but I think I think there's a lot of shots where where I, where I think that wasn't very good, and that was one of them yesterday. What have you been smoking tonight? What have you been smoking? Honestly, what's the double team with Kraken? The fact the fact that you had to get from one side to get up and get up again. Aye, it's a shot in the middle. A shot in the middle of the goal. I thought when he parried it, though he parried it away, away for danger. I thought his parries were the best thing about the saves last night. Where he put the ball. I just I disagree, absolutely. I think Botland's been one of the best signing Rangers have made in the past three or four years. Hundred percent. Just, just in terms of what he's brought, like even like last night, like there was a few times where Sparta were getting in behind, and you last season they were been a bag of nerves because McGregor mm-hmm. would have just stood in his line. He's straight out. Do you know what I mean? He's straight out, and he just gets rid of the problem. That's so refresh. That's been a massive refresh, refreshing in the past few years. Just in terms of his character as well, we saw obviously the video after the Aberdeen game where he was kind of talking to the fans and things like that. He says something interesting yesterday in his post match as well. He said Rangers need a, Rangers did need a new manager. That's he knows he can. I think he gets kind of what what you have to be at Rangers. I think he, he kind of gets that kind of better than most signings have got it. I think the defence, although I, I always accuse them of, of always having a nonsense in them, they look a lot more composed. I think they look a lot more relaxed just having a, a guy like Butland in behind mm. who'll come for the danger. And that's something they've no had. And we're a, a massive mm. fan of Alan McGregor, mm. but Jack Butland's just something different. You know what I mean? He'll do the other part, parts of goalkeeping. He's not just a good shot stopper. He's got the kind of playing with the ball at his feet. He can come for crosses. He can kind of get rid of a danger if the defence are caught out. So I just, I, I think, I think he's a massive, massive signing. I think he's a sort of goalkeeper. He's still only 30. You can build your team, right? Do you know what I mean? He could be the, he's the main part of that spine and you build the rest from him. Mm-hmm. And that's a massive kind of part. I think, We've heard talk. I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll go in January. I don't. I think that's a non-starter. I think he's the sort of guy you build your team around. But I really believe that. Right, Scott. Do you feel as if that's maybe why that Clement went with a back three yesterday? Because he's obviously, you know, like every manager does. Every manager obviously works with their defence going forward. That's now two clean sheets he's had, and I think obviously he thought from himself away from home. If he has that extra centre back in there. And gets a point from it. That's a really, really good result for Clement. First two games in, two obviously two clean sheets, and he's obviously got six points out of it. So I don't know about you, but what did you think of that? Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think I think he'll have had a lot of confidence in the back three. Obviously, I think the back three as well. They had a, they had a bit of a problem in terms of kind of adjusting to the shape. I don't think I, I think there was times like Golden kind of played left of it for a wee while. So I was like, what's what's the plan here? But just the kind of having that stability at the back, I think I think what he's good at as well, and I've seen this a couple of times, 
McGregor was very loud. Like when you could hear McGregor, I never ever forget the COVID season. You could hear McGregor just as if there was a microphone next to him. You know what I mean? It was so loud, and do you know what I mean? You could hear him in the the, the when there was no fans. Butland's similar to that. Butland's very loud. I think he'll talk players through games. I think what last night when they're un, in an uncomfortable kind of back three position, having a guy like Butland who's very experienced. You know what I mean? He's been in England international. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's a big game player. To have him there, I think, does help in that situation. I wouldn't have any concerns playing a back three because I think Butland's just... It brings that stability there, just in that defence. And the defence, mm-hmm. I've said it often enough, the defence have got a, a calamity in them and we'll, still, mm-hmm. we'll see that again. They've just got, they've got a weird knack of making silly mistakes and there was a few times last night they, they invited pressure for Sparta and... Butland's there again to the rescue. I just think him being there, just having that bit of stability, it's massive for those defenders who are not, they're not the confident, they're not the most confident, they're not the quickest. And he's there, he's quick, he's, he's quick off his line, do you know what I mean? He's he's rapid for his age. Butland, just in terms of a goalkeeper, I think he's a massive, massive impact in that team. And I think the defence, I think the defensive, I don't think it's been a surprise that you've seen a lot more clean sheets just with Butland there. And not just in terms of shortstop, and I think the defence are a lot more confident because he's there to kind of be that last line. Yep. Shona, I'll give you one. Uh, you can say your bye-byes and give me a team. Are we going to be playing three, three at the back on Saturday? No, we won't be playing three at the back on Saturday against Hearts. I think we'll revert back. But it just depends on, obviously, who comes through this, this game uninjured. I think obviously the managers came out and basically said that most of the players that Amy brought on yesterday were not even 100% fit. So, guys, I think you're going to see kind of more or less a like for like. I think you'll probably see Redfan coming in at left back and probably one of the guys dropping out from there. Um, and we probably won't be seeing Ben Davis taking any more corners at the weekend. So, because that was a very, very strange tactic. <laughs> that, uh, that's so that's the, 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 the first half up, by the way. Aye, this outswinging corner, Ben Davis, obviously, right spot on. No, but guys, look, thanks very much for coming on. It's a bit of a, bit of a, a, a what do you call it, one of those ones that was very last minute getting this all sorted for Friday night. So, no, looking forward to seeing you all on Sunday and hopefully we'll be talking about a much better performance in uh, a Desert's hat trick. But <laughs> <laughs> you've been smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, um, McP, uh, what, 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 what do you, do you think? Do you think uh, the team for Hearts? What would you do? Yeah, I think I think Yelmaz will come in. I don't know. Maybe if you you might see you might get to see him try kind of suitor in Davis. I was thinking of that earlier. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe gives goals and arrest. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm I, I'd be very I'd be very surprised if it happens. I know it sounds silly, but. If he played Suter and Davis, he maybe just be kind of he's maybe still experimenting. Do you know what I mean? Because he threw Davis in, and Davis and Suter both did really well. So he might give them a chance together, just see what they like. Uh, it, I don't think he'll change Lundstrom and Raskin. Cantwell will probably start. Wouldn't be surprised if he threw Scott Wright in as much as it gives me nightmares. I think he'll maybe we've seen him as definitely going to start. Does he throw? He won't throw Danilo in. Obviously, Shona said that. He'll probably just keep it as keep it as simple as possible. The only change I can really see is maybe Yelmaz coming in and maybe Lammers dropping out. That's the only one I can really see happening. But apart from that, I think it may be unchanged. He said he's, he, he said that Danilo 
won't last 90 minutes. Right. You know, I think you could throw him in at first and give him the first part of a game and bring Dessers on later. Nah, because I, th- I think he wouldn't. I think it could be just the luck Rangers have had with injuries. I think it's better just giving, giving them the kind of last half hour. But like, <laughs> I wouldn't have an issue throwing him in. I want to see Danilo and Dessers together as in some form of partnership. That's how I think we'll get. We'll see the best of Dessers. But I, I'll be surprised. No, I don't think he'll. I think you'll maybe see Dundee. I think Dundee's the perfect game to maybe try Danilo for the start. I think that'll be the game and maybe try Danilo. I think as much as a prob as as poor of hearts have been, they'll still come there and fancy their chances to. Do you know what I mean? It's hearts will always be up for a game at Ibrox, so I think he'll need to play strongest team possible. And if if he says Danilo's not fat, I don't think he'll risk him. Yeah, Scott, what will you go for? Um, what am I going to go for? I think it's pretty much going to be the same as what they get with the guys I've said. I think Redvan's going to come in at left back. I think we're going to see Scott Wright coming in. Um, I think Cantwell's going to start. I think we're seeing Scott Wright back in the fold because I think under Bailey he'd said they wanted to play mere action when Clement's come in. He says everybody's got a clean slate. So I don't. I think that's why we're not seeing McCausland get the chance to carry on the kind of early promise they did under Davies. Um, if you're asking me, I would be bringing in McCausland, dropping right, putting Danilo through middle, but we know that's not going to harm. So it's probably going to be something similar to what we've seen. Maybe the same kind of lineup to um, what we've seen in the first game. Something similar to that with Red Van coming in. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shona just uh, won the score. What do you think? I am going to go for 3-1 Rangers at the weekend. I do think that we'll probably score. I think it's going to be quite similar to the Hibs game. I don't think um, Hearts will uh, sit back. I think they'll try and try and hit us and try and be a bit more attacking. So, no, 3-1 for me. But I'd love to see another clean sheet. I think that would really help the defence and us going forward and get a few more goals. Um, but for me, I think the first goal scorer will be Abdullah Sima. <laughs> Scott McBake, what's your way you going? Uh, I'm going to be confident. I think we're not 4 0. I think Hearts are, I, I don't think Hearts are good at all. I think this could be, it could be the kind of pro, the last game of the Stephen Naismith era there. Yeah, I don't I think, think he's so really cut out to be a manager at, at that level either. Uh, I think Rangers will, I, I think there will be a, a bit of a reaction to be fair. 4 0, I'm going to go my first goal scorer. I'll just keep it simple. James Tavern, your penalty. Just play, the B- go, just play the B team again. Remember the last time it was in a 4 0 when it was the B team? Our B team played parts, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Remember when we played all the youngsters? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Penalty Rangers. <laughs> Scott, what were you? What score do you think? What are you going for? <clears throat> 2 0 Rangers. 2 0 Rangers. Uh, Dessers and Lammers to score. <laughs> no, I'm kidding on. No, I'm kidding on that. I, I can't say that with a straight face. Uh, <laughs> Probably De- Dessers probably will get a goal, but in... who's going to get it? I don't know. Redvan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Good. Um, well, I was going to go for four, but Scott beat me to it. So I will go. Oh, I'll drop one. I'll go for three. Three nil to the Rangers. I, I don't see Hearts putting on an awful lot of pressure on either of defenders, to be honest with you. I think. I think we'll 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 be win the midfield battle quite easily. I don't think Hearts are that great. So anyway, I'm going to wind up now. 
Thanks everybody for listening and remember we are the people.